that was why we were formed. That's why Bernie came up with this idea because folks needed opportunity. Folks needed access to employment. They needed that opportunity to just have a chance <laughs> at getting employment. And now more than ever, P.S., you know, Yonkers has a 19.4% unemployment rate. The U.S. has a 10% unemployment rate. You're hearing with all the social unrest, uh, people of color, you know, have not had access to a lot of things, an opportunity to a lot of things, whether it's jobs, whether it's healthcare, or housing. We provide that opportunity, we provide that hope, more importantly. And really, <laughs> here's what's lacking in today's society. This whole model is built around trust. Jackie Reed, Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. My guest today is the result of a vegan brownie I fell in love with. Seriously, I found this brownie in the checkout line at Whole Foods, saw the word vegan, and was like, let me give this a try. Let me tell you something. This brownie is everything, and I am not a huge fan of sweets, so I decided to write a blog about the brownie on my vegansexycool.com website. And as I was researching the company behind the brownie, I discovered that this company is really built on providing community service and that the bakery that makes these brownies and other sweets not only provides treats for Whole Foods as well as Ben and Jerry's, but they also work on an open hiring model. Meaning, if you want a job at this bakery, there are no questions asked, no resume, no interview, no background check. They just hire you, train you, and put you to work. This is a game changer for homeless people, ex-convicts, and anyone else typically considered unhirable. And the best part, Grayston is teaching other businesses to follow in their footsteps. My guest today is the CEO of Grayston, Joe Kenner. So Joe Kenner, welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I love it. It's great to have you here. And I, you know, I'm not mad at the brownies and blondies behind you because I got to tell you, I am a lover. I, I don't even like sweets, Joe. I'm not, I, there are certain sweets that I like. And one thing that I like is a very- Don't say that to somebody who makes brownies. No, but hear me out though. <laughs> hear me out. There are only certain sweets that I like and the brownie is one of those things. So I, you know, once I became vegan, I was like, you know, if I'm going to eat brownies, I'm going to have to make them. And I'm, you know, I'm not a big baker. So I'm in Whole Foods and I see, I'm checking out. And in the checkout line, I see these treats, right? These <laughs> brownies and different things. And I see the word vegan and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. A vegan yeah. but brownie? So I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have an experience? <laughs> what? It is so delicious. And now, which so, one did you have? I have the one that's in the purple packaging, the fudge brownie. The chocolate fudge, okay. The chocolate fudge brownie is, I have, I have, uh, I'm not going to tell you how many, but I have some downstairs in my kitchen. Not, we're not going to get into numbers. 
Um, but I love this thing so much so that on my website, vegansexycool.com, I was like, you know what? I need to let people know that this exists, this vegan delight exists. So I'm like, okay, let me go and research this company and see, you know, write about the brownie. I'm looking for ingredients and things about the brownie. And then I do this deep dive on this company and I'm like, oh my God. And so that's when I reached out and I said, I got to have you on the podcast, not just to talk about the brownie, but to talk about and, and all that you all do. It is remarkable. I mean, I was blown away when I, and, and it all started with the brown. It did. And it we all, say it all starts with one job. So, and, and you just contributed to making a social impact by fulfilling a taste bud there. Yeah, well, I, I want to talk about that and open hiring, which I think yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I've, been, I've been bragging about the fact that I was doing this interview to different people that I've been talking to all day. That's how excited I am about it. Um, but I do want to talk to you about the whole vegan thing because you I want and I want to talk about Grayston Bakery yes um because that's it that's a big deal for your company and you all and correct me if I'm wrong with the products that you make you not only sell to the public but you also are working with Whole Foods where I discovered you all <laughs> well <laughs> and Ben and Jerry's there's your neighbor so tell tell for those who don't know Tell me about the Grayston Bakery, and then we'll get into what makes it so special about how you all hire. Yeah, so I have to first thank you for purchasing the brownie. I got to thank Whole Food for even offering it to you. So glad you had that experience. And you know we have two more flavors. We can talk about that later. But uh, Grayston's been around. I got you excited, see? Yeah, see? For later. <laughs> but Grayston has been around for nearly 40 years, uh, right here in Southwest Yonkers. And uh, it all starts uh, with uh, an amazing innovator called Bernie Glassman, who was our founder. Um, he literally began this whole venture pulling people off the streets uh, to help with the Zen Buddhist community that was living in Riverdale, section of the Bronx at the time. And he was pulling people off the streets because he saw that they needed work. Uh, they were unemployed for whatever reason. They were returning citizens. They were just homeless. You know, whatever. Life happened to them and they were where they are. And he saw employment, a job, as a way of not only giving people their dignity back, but giving them some hope to learn a skill, to learn something that they could parlay into a job later on in life. And that's how open hiring really started. They were making cakes at the time, uh, mm-hmm. not brownies. Uh, later evolved to cakes and cookies and brownies. And then, but it, it evolved over to what we're doing now, which is brownies, and it's um, we're making inclusions for the likes of Ben and Jerry's Unilever. So anytime that you've had a pint of chocolate fudge brownie or half-baked or Justice Remix or Netflix or brownie batter core from Ben and Jerry's Unilever, you've had a Grayston product. Wow. Or if you go to Whole Foods and you can see the brownies behind us, uh, and blondies now. So there's the chocolate fudge vegan, there's a vegan cinnamon roll, and now we just came out with a blondie, a vegan birthday cake blondie, which that's now my new personal favorite. So uh, you're a brownie person, I'm a blondie person? Yeah, yeah. Chocolate chip blondie and now the new vegan birthday cake blondie, which uh, you'll have to try. Yeah, I saw that on the shelf and I, I wasn't that, you know, I, it's like a matter of my Whole Foods, it's like I, I clean them out on the shelf. Don't tell them. But when I get all the vegan brownies, 
And I'm like, I don't want to also get like, I saw the birthday cake, the vegan birthday cake. And I was like, okay, next time. That was the last time I was in the store. But talk to me, Joe, about, paint a picture for those that are, that are listening to this about the success. We heard about Whole Foods and Ben and Jerry's. Um, but as far as numbers, like how much are you all making every day as far as product? And how many people do you employ? How big is this production? Oh, it's, it's an amazing production. And what's really interesting about it, so let's talk about the model first. Okay. That's, that's the crux of it. And the model is, you know, for those who want to be a baker and, and our facility here in Southwest Yonkers, all they have to do is put their name on a list. Uh, just give us your name, address, phone number, email. So no culinary training. So when the job becomes available, if you're the next person on the list, you get it. No background checks, no interviews, none of that. We don't need your no resume. resume. No, no, no. You gave us your name. You gave us your number. We know how to contact you. That's all we need. When you get that call to report for orientation, that's your first day on the job. Right. You're getting paid that day. Yeah. You have access to benefits that day. That begins the employment journey where we'll train you. You'll go through what we call an apprenticeship program, which is about six to nine months, and we'll teach you how to bake brownies. We'll teach you how to work in a world-class facility that's providing products for the likes of a Ben and Jerry's Unilever, a Whole Foods, or if Jackie just wants to buy some brownies online, which you can do at Graceton.org, you yeah. can go ahead and do it. And the folks that are making it are the folks that were once deemed unemployable. And now in this COVID environment, they were deemed essential. Uh, we worked throughout the entire pause order. Yeah. Uh, that put in place these last five months. Our folks were working through July 4th, through Memorial Day, day in and day out. And to answer your other question, making over 40,000 pounds of product every day. Wow. Uh, and it's, again, these are you know now essential employees that once were deemed unemployable. And it runs the gamut. You know, some have uh, a returning citizen history. Some have you know, a homeless issue. Some just had life issues and just couldn't get or keep a job. Uh, but we gave them a chance. We gave them that opportunity. Why is it important, this open hiring practice? It's such a, an impressive business model that you all have there. Why is it important um, in today's society? What difference does it make? Oh, I mean, well, it's particularly now. Uh, folks used to say, like, you know, do you think folks are going to be interested in open hiring with COVID and with social unrest? And that was why we were formed. That's why Bernie came up with this idea, because folks needed opportunity. Folks needed access to employment. They needed that opportunity to just have a chance <laughs> at getting employment. And now more than ever, P.S., you know, Yonkers has a 19.4% unemployment rate. The U.S. has a 10% unemployment rate. You're hearing with all the social unrest, the people of color, you know, have not had access to a lot of things, an opportunity to a lot of things, whether it's jobs, whether it's healthcare, or housing. We provide that opportunity. We provide that hope, more importantly. And really, <laughs> here's what's lacking in today's society. This whole model is built around trust. It's built about trusting the individual who is making the choice to say that I'm ready to work. That's a choice you make. Yeah. I'm going to put my name on a list. I'm going to show up every day. I want to do a good job. I want to learn from my supervisor and move on. You, that's a choice you make. And we trust you to make that choice. And if you do, we'll invest in you. And all of the resources that would normally go through a traditional uh, hiring process of background checks and all of that, those costs that are like $4,100 per employee based on some of the stats that we've seen, 
we're taking that money and we're investing and bringing you in and keeping you as opposed to excluding you. We're yeah. investing in the individual, we're investing in our employees with that, those resources. And not just your employees, you all also train other companies to learn how to work with this model. Talk a little bit about that for anybody out there who's with a company that's like, I, 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 might, I, I think I wanna do this, but I don't trust it, I don't know how. Yeah, and if you're asking that question, we've already succeeded. So in 2018, we launched what we call the Center for Open Hiring, and the whole mission and vision of that endeavor was to train companies. To, to talk about what we do, why we do it, what are the values that it's based around, non-judgment, trust, uh, investing in our employees. Uh, we wanted other folks to do what we do because at any given time, I can only hire 70 people, that's, which is what we have right now. 70 open hires out of about 100 at the bakery. But there are tons of opportunities. You just heard what I said about the unemployment rate. Wouldn't it be great if we had another 10, another 100, another thousand other companies doing the exact same thing yeah open doors to the folks that have been traditionally excluded again i mean you look at the numbers seven hundred thousand are coming out of our you know, criminal justice system every year where are they going where how are they going to find employment wouldn't it be great if they had a, a grayston or xyz company that's making widgets that has an open hiring policy where they can just put their names on the list and you know it's an average of six months for us but at the end of the day you put your name on that list knowing that one day <laughs> you're going to get a call and it's that yeah. hope of actually having that opportunity or, or a job that really gives people a lot of confidence and i love that you all on your website you also have a blog and you've written some entries um there really kind of breaking this down and one thing that i really love that you talked about was a holistic employee support model yeah. break that down because i think that that is a game changer explain what that is yeah and and, and that's really the model for open hiring People like to think when we start talking about you know giving opportunities to these different types of cohorts, returning citizen homeless, they think this is some touchy-feely social services program, and it's not. I mean, it's an opportunity, not a promise. But more importantly, this is a business model. This is a human resources strategy. I, I say it's the next evolution of human resources because at the end of the day, we're still talking about people. We're still talking about people management, and if anything that COVID has laid bare is that. You need to think about your employees a little differently. It's about safety, you know, just physical safety. You know, am I safe in this environment? Is it, you know, is it is it sanitized? Do we have access to mental health services? Do I have access to training so I can either do another job within the organization or just be better in the current job that I have? Those are all really traditional human resources roles. We're just taking a different approach and looking at it more holistically. How can we invest in our employees and my goal is, you know, one, to bring you in, keep you here, have you succeed when you succeed within this organization, or God bless you, if you can go somewhere else and do even better, that's even more important. Because if we start with the premise that you wouldn't have had a job but for Grayston, now you've got a record that's a good record this time. Yeah. And it's, it's something that you can say to Mr. Lizard employer at the next job. You know, I worked at Grayston for two years. We'll definitely give you a great, you know, reference um, if you were a good employee. And now you can move on to something bigger and better. But it's really, a, it's about investing in the employee on a more holistic level. Um, one of the things, you know, this is how it's the next evolution of human resources, is we've contracted with one of the largest mental health providers here in our county, Westchester County, uh, Westchester Community Services. And we actually have a social worker 
sitting at the bakery dealing with all the other issues that you know all employees deal with so it's not just the open hires it's any employee whether it's transportation housing um, child support child care all of these different issues that could keep you from staying not, not being fully present because you're worried about your kid in crisis or you're worried about i'm going to get evicted tomorrow or you might be sleeping in your car which we yeah. have seen this person helps you either deal with those issues directly or we can help you make referrals to make sure we get those issues addressed. Because at the end of the day, I wanna make sure that not only are you succeeding in the job, but I wanna make sure things are good at home. And to the extent our company can give you access to the other resources that can help address those questions, that's a win-win for both the employer as well as the employee. So that's the holistic approach that we like to take. I love that. And I think you all work with the Westchester Jewish Community Services. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and so I think for other businesses out there that are that are listening to this, because I think this is just brilliant, um, they could partner with social services, you know, organizations in their in their area, right? And and have these same programs in place or the same support. And, and that's one of the trainings that we did pre-COVID. We had what we would call a learning lab through our Center for Open Hiring, and it was actually a two-day immersion of teaching companies, HR professionals, uh, business owners how we do what we do. And one of the pieces is, you know, getting connected to your local nonprofits or your, you know, Department of Social Services and seeing what the resources are available to your employees. I mean, you gotta do kind of a deep dive just in terms of what do my employees even need, first of all, because I think the context will be different depending on where you're based. It might be single mothers, it might be uh, opioids, whatever the issue might be, but see what the context is within your own environment and what the resources are that can address some of the issues that your employees might be going through. But I would say, and this is one of the you know, myths I want to kind of dispel is this could be any employee. You, know, you and I could be going through some of these issues. It's not just right. going through it. it's anybody. And that's why I think it's the next evolution of human resources. Well, listen, I, I have to tell you, you know, with the business that I'm in, um, I'm not in news anymore, but for my colleagues that have been out there covering protests on a day-to-day -day basis or covering a situation where there was a shooting this victim um, and they're talking to the family, they're on the ground covering this day in, day out mentally, that takes a toll, even writing about it. And for those of us, I mean, I'm in entertainment, but I had to take some days off recently just because of all of the stress and pressure mentally um, of just, processing everything and COVID and <laughs> you know what I mean? So I do think that it's, I, when I heard, when I read about this, I was like, this is brilliant. Um, but I have to ask because it, it is a business um, and um, and you come from business, not social services. So I just want- I came from both. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was going to say, you started in business, you went into social service and then you found this job that kind of merged everything <laughs> together. So you were like the perfect candidate for this. But because it is a business too, how do you deal with the, you know, is it all just, you know, smooth sailing? Are there employees that don't work out? Do you have to fire people? Yeah, at the end of the day, this is a manufacturing facility. So this is hard work and I don't want to, to sugarcoat that we have no issues outside of like the normal issues of being a manufacturer. You work in 12 hour shifts. You're lifting 50 pound bags of sugar and flour. You're working, it's a bakery, so it's, it's a little warm in there. So it's, it's a tough job and it's not for everyone. And like any other manufacturer, people don't show up on time. 
people may have issues dealing with uh, taking instructions from a supervisor. People may not call in and they just don't show up at all. Those are normal issues. And, and Rich Jamesley, who's our VP GM at the bakery, he leads the bakery. I mean, he'll tell you, he, he doesn't care about your background. That doesn't bother him. He's just trying to deal with the normal issues that he's had, he dealt with when he was at Kraft. They're, they're all the same issues. The only difference with us is how we hire people. Yeah. And how we deal with our employees, I think, is the key difference. Um, like I said, that holistic approach to you know, managing your talent, your people, that's the big difference between us. But otherwise, yeah, there, sometimes we have to part ways. The other piece I'll say on that, as you're, you know, you're talking about bringing people in, but should you leave, whether it's voluntarily or involuntarily, uh, we don't judge you on the way out either. So, you know, we didn't judge you when you came in and we don't judge you on the way out. If things ended in a way that, you know, I don't want to say appropriate, but there's an opportunity for you to come back, we'll look at that, but you got to put your name back on the list. Yeah. Can, can, can they get a recommendation? <laughs> Depending on how the, the departure, you know, occurred, yes. But um, to your point, it, it's no different from any other manufacturer. In terms yeah. of, we're not cutting any corners because, look, you, you, you mentioned our customers, Ben & Jerry's, Whole Foods. Those folks are not letting us cut any corners. These are world-class organizations. They want world-class product. We have accountability systems in place. So... If you're going to be late, if you're not going to adhere to goods manufacturing practices, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> and so we need everybody to execute with excellence. And that's what we ask of all people. So it's not just the open hires, it's the folks in the administrative staff, it's the folks here at the foundation. Everybody's got to operate with excellence because, you know, we're dealing with people, we're dealing with products, and they've got to be the best or we're not going to be around. Yeah. You know, Joe, Grayston is such a success story and it's such a great example of what's possible um, in the business world. Why aren't more companies doing this? You know, I think there's just trepidation because um, it's new. Uh, and, and I'll say, you know, no one would ever accuse me of being a radical, but this is a radically different way to hire. So if you're a traditional, you know, HR person that's been around the block a few times, you're just thinking like, what? We're not going to interview for this position. We're not going to hire. But to your earlier point, when people start asking that question, it's like, it seems like it's a good idea, but I, I just don't know. Just ask that question and call us. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll take it from there. The fact that you're asking the question of the possibility is always a success for us, but it's, it's, it's radically different. And people have concerns about you know, the population and all of that. But look, when you interview people, and I've been there too. I've interviewed thousands of people over the course of my life. Those didn't work out either. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and, you know, we had your whole team interviewing folks. And, you know, sometimes you still have to fire people. So the interview is not always, and even background checks the same way, not always the best candidate. Mm. So it's, it's new, I think, is what, and people don't know of other companies that have done it. So they think, well, I'm not a bakery. I, don't, I mean, you might work for a bakery, but it's not going to work for me because, you know, we make goodies. I'll say, go ask the body shop. <laughs> they have great success with it. Right. Clean Craft in Rochester. Very, you know, a lot of success with it. We've got two other companies that have just done an amazing job uh, piloting open hiring. And we want to see more and 20, 20 or so others that are interested uh, looking at open hiring. We want to see more folks doing that. And it's going to look one step at a time as we start talking to others while other folks are piloting and having success with open hiring. 
the doors will open. So, yeah. you know, to answer your question, I think it's, it's a new concept. It's, it's just radically different from what folks are used to. And, you know, particularly, and I came from a corporate environment working for Pepsi and Lehman Brothers. Folks don't want to rock the boat too much because you know, that might hurt our quarterly earnings coming, you know, the next quarter, or this might be something that they just don't want to take that risk right now. But it, it's yeah. not, it's no other, it's no, no risk any different from any other hiring decision that you would have to make. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the programs that you all have, and I want to start with the youth programs that you um, work with at risk youth. I, I love this. Tell us about this program and where these young people come from. Yeah, so it's very, it's focused on Yonkers. So it's all opportunity youth, you know, 18 to 24. And our goal is really to make sure they, one, graduate. And if they didn't graduate, we get them their GED. Okay. Uh, and then we also train them and make sure that they get placed into jobs. I mean, it's it's really the, I would say employment is what we do. So we, we've got the open hiring model at the bakery. But here at the foundation, we focus very much on workforce development and community wellness. So it's about training, getting folks placed into good jobs. We, we like to say we don't do placement, we do job development. So we want to make sure that you're going to a job that's right for you and right for the employer. So there's that good marriage happening there. But you also have some credentials that you can take anywhere. Yeah. So building and construction safe, trade safety. We used to do culinary arts where you get your serve safe certificate or it might be a security guard training, or we do customer service training. All of these, you get some type of a nationally recognized credential that you can take anywhere. Yeah. And it's the youth as well as the adults that we have these trainings for. But the youth is very much focused on our core group of 60 uh, Yonkers youth that we work with every year. And that's a partnership we have with the city of Yonkers. So kudos to the mayor and the team for trusting us. Man, lucky for Yonkers, right? That you all set up shop there. That's fantastic. Um, what about the Grayston um, Rangers program? Are you all, yeah. tell me about that. I love that. That is what I'm, I, I'm excited about every program, but when you talk to some of those folks, this is a program that evolved over the years. It started out working only with veterans, then it evolved to focus on the reentry population. And we found that, let's just open it up to anybody with barriers. The program is designed to teach folks, similar to the bakery, you know, coming to the job on time, taking instruction, but doing it in a way that actually beautifies the community. So the rangers are in charge of cleaning up our downtown business district and also the on, -ramp, on and off ramps that come into Yonkers. So as we're coming off of an exit, we're coming up to a nice grassy area that was normally filled with trash and garbage. Those guys are cleaning it up, and I can tell you, I've heard it from Mayor Spano, Deputy Mayor Cavanaugh, they all say, like, those rangers, they are so happy to drive down the Yonkers, uh, whether it's the downtown business district or coming off the on and off ramp, they're like, those rangers do an amazing job. But it's a job that, that we want them to do for 30 days, just give them the training, and then after that, we place them into a full-time job. And my first year here in 2018, we had 100% placement full-time jobs which was just wow unheard of yeah and, and we usually place those guys in wages that are on average 25 27 percent above the new york state minimum wage which is just incredible uh, dale moses taylor who's our director she she's in charge of the rangers program and workforce development i remember the one day she showed me somebody's uh, pay stub and i'm looking at it i was like wow he worked 50 hours a week and she's like no joe that's his wage he got a job at a construction site at a prevailing wage place and this guy i don't know he was 
he had not been out very long. Mm. And he came to us, he worked with us for the 30 days and he got this job and we still talk about it to this day. And you know, we just saw him you know, a few weeks ago, just we still brag about him. And yeah. there's many stories like that where folks are just getting great jobs. Because uh, a lot of them came from positions that were actually pretty good. They just got caught up in whatever and uh, did some time, but they come back again make the choice i want to do better so they come here they know about us and our work and we'll work with you and we'll help you find that job and i give kudos to our workforce development team for the work that they do with the rangers and all of the folks yeah yeah it, it really is impressive so you all are are based there um in, in yonkers have you and i know you train other companies but has there been discussion over the years of opening up a bakery down south or expanding in some kind of way. I'm from Atlanta, so I have to ask, you know, I'm expanding this. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, look, I was just appointed president and CEO in April, but uh, we do have a longer term plan uh, to see some expansion. We're actually looking um, in Europe uh, probably around the time that I first started in 2018, 2019. That's been placed on hold, but clearly, particularly now with COVID, uh, one of the things um, about being a part of the Ben and Jerry's Unilever Global Supply Chain is a lot of people were stacking during this whole pandemic. So that um, had production going through the roof. So clearly we want to not only expand just in terms of production, but also in terms of you know, product offerings. Um, the vegan birthday cake blondie, was our, that's our latest innovation actually this year. But we're looking at you know, doing other inclusions and obviously we're always looking for other customers. I always say we make great corporate gifts. So clearly expansion is something that's in the three to five year plan to see where we go, both from a, just a physical standpoint, but really from a product standpoint as well. Yeah, I have to ask you, especially right now with so much that's going, that's wrong in the world, how fulfilling is it for you to work in a job like this where you're doing so much good? Yeah, we had a, we had a discussion with Morgan Stanley last year and one of the um, associates asked me that very question like you know what is it about race that really motivates you and it's transformation you get to see folks that you know all the, all the different characteristics that i mentioned you know they were homeless couldn't find a job whatever life was just tough but grace didn't came along and now i'm working now i own a car you know, now i'm happy yeah, I'm taking care of my family because remember, it starts with that one job, but you don't know who that employee is supporting. You've got you know, a significant other, you've got children. They want a home of their own. And so, so when you see someone able to buy their house or just being able to pay rent, give your kid 20 bucks when they want to go out. Yeah. Huge. And folks, I mean, they might take that for granted, but some folks don't have that luxury of just giving their kid a little something to go buy a snack or go to the movies or not have to worry if we're going to be able to pay this month's bill. That's huge. We can't put a price cap on that. We just can't. So for me, it's seeing folks transform is just amazing. And just seeing a total life change, but really it's you're changing the life, you're changing the family, you're changing that community. And when that gets multiplied, you're changing a society. And it's a huge economic impact as well. I mean, I am a former you know, business person. So you, you look at the economic impact that we have right here in Southwest Yonkers, we're providing salary. We're providing uh, economic adrenaline to this area. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, what if we weren't here? What would things be like? Is always the question I like to ask. And you know, that's a $11 million economic impact that would be gone if we weren't here. Yeah. So that's huge. That's tremendous. Do you, I mean, I would think that this is kind of like uh, <laughs> a place that people really want to come to and, and have an opportunity. Do you find yourself having to turn people away? You know, are the numbers, because I would think it's just so many people wanting to be a part of this. I got to tell you, the, the list now is over 300 people, hmm. but there's probably thousands unemployed here in Yonkers. So I'm always wondering why the list isn't longer. Yeah. But uh, it's still 300. We never have an issue of like, I don't know where we're going to be getting employees. Like, they, we just, we don't have that issue. It's, it's a matter of calling down that list and calling people. If you need to get 10 people to come in, you call 20 and you just go down the list. You know, sometimes people don't always show up. But, um, you know, if we're not so much turning them away as they're having to wait, because, you know, like I said, the average wait time could be six months yeah. before we get to your name on the list with hundreds of folks ahead of you. That's really the issue. It's just going through that list and, you know, getting the folks to come in and hopefully being able to extend an opportunity for employment at the bakery. Yeah, well. And we do this without advertising. Just, let me tell you, I'm telling you, I, it started with the brownie for me. All I knew was that I love this brownie. <laughs> yeah, and but even I, with the jobs, we, there's no, we don't have classified ads. We, we have relationships with, you know, social services and corrections and parole, but there's no ads. We, people just tell their, I mean, we literally could have like brother, brother and sister, mother and son, family members working at the bakery and they just spread the word in that community. And that's how, that's how people get their names on the list. Wow. That's incredible. It's just incredible all that you do. Um, Joe, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I know I'll you can get you a box of vegan. So you know, give me an address and we'll get you a box. Oh, that would be, I'm not going to turn that down because <laughs> I love those girls. You can just email me afterwards, but yeah. I will. I love, <laughs> let me tell you, these brownies are the bomb and I haven't even tasted anything else that you have. So I know that there is attention play, paid to the quality of you know what you're producing there, or or you wouldn't be in Ben and Jerry's. I mean, let's just start with that or Whole. Ben and Jerry's Whole Foods, yeah, we would. They yeah. demand quality. Yeah. Well, I do too, and I love it, <laughs> and I love all that you do. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for having me. Hope to do it again. Yeah, love that. Love that. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast, and a special thank you to Joe Kenner and all the folks over at Grayston Bakery for making the world a better place and making my favorite brownie. If you like this interview, please leave a comment or subscribe and head over to vegansexycool.com for more lifestyle tips and be sure to follow me on social media at vegansexycool. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay safe.